I've got something to say, that's all I got to say. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the See Your Soccer Studs podcast. That's right, where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. So, Matt, are you ready to cut this biscuit? Yeah, I fried up some turkey bacon, trying to be a little healthy. Okay. <laughs> so, let's put it on there. Get that diet right. Yeah. So, let's do this. All right. All right, so it was kind of a slow weekend, considering there were international games, so... This is a special edition yes. podcast for you guys. Just for y'all. Short bus time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, going through Premier League withdrawal, man. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so Just when it gets going, then they just pull the rug out from under us. They really do. They really do. Every so, year. I hate it. We're going to have just a oddball kind of conversation going on today. So, Joe, why don't you start it off? Okay. Well, let's see. In the spirit of the international week... I gotta throw a quick shout out to the man, the guy in light, the legend, Alexi Lawless. And that was our song. <laughs> oh <laughs> that boy. Matt loved it. Man, he just loved it. Just a big grin on his face the whole time. Yep. Yep. The only grin I had was watching the music video where it showed people getting hurt and that's pretty much my favorite pastime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love seeing people fall down and get hurt. So. Yeah. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. There's a lot of good uh, video of people falling. Yes. Getting hurt. Yes. Skateboarding, you name it. And Alexi Lalas. Yeah. It's a cover song, Crash. I forget who does the original, but yeah, just a classic album, mid-90s. They probably did it better than he did. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I got a signed copy of that album, Far From Close. Oh, my God. Some of my prized possessions. Oh man, that's. I have multiple sign Alexi memorabilia. I met him at uh, Columbus, Ohio, before the Mexico U.S. game. Okay. And he he gave he signed me a little uh, picture of himself, and it said, "Dear Joe, kick hard." <laughs> <laughs> so ever since then, oh, I've made it my mission to kick hard in Dude, life. Just yeah. boot it, Joe. It was funny though. We actually. Uh, he was playing a pickup game. Well, I guess there was a little tournament the next day, um, or maybe that afternoon. But anyway, we messed with him. We would just we're like from me to you. We would just yell like real loud at him, Alexi, kick hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was wow. getting annoyed. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll link that song. That's a, that's a classic. Yep. It'll take you back. Do yourself a favor and do not follow that link. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. International break, the IB. Yeah. It really puts me in a foul mood when we don't have the English Premier League going on. Or the U.S. national team. Yeah, it's just not the same. I mean, I'd I'd like to watch the U.S. women's national team as much as I would like the international break. Like, it's just boring. It's boring (laughs) to me. Sorry. But yeah, there were a few games that I watched. Um, I apparently cannot read my own clock and missed the first 30 minutes of the England-Belgium game. 
Uh-huh. So got to see the last 60 minutes of that. It's pretty good. Pretty yep. good. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good performance. KDB doing his thing again. Yeah, just smooth as butter. Silky smooth, just outside the right foot, pass when nobody's even looking, almost played in. Yeah. Man, he's he's a stud. Yep. Ginger stud. Yep. That's our guy right there. Yeah, that was a good game. Belgium were on a 13-match unbeaten run. England beat them. Yep. It was a good performance. England looking pretty solid, pretty hard to break down. Yeah. They uh they set up really well. Um I think Southgate has figured out, you know, that his teams can put a lot of goals past other teams, but when it comes to, you know, the big boys that they play, he's gotta lock it up a little bit better. Yeah. They have a mission. Yeah. Yep. No, somebody I was really impressed with that has kinda grown on me over I guess a couple of seasons, but Kyle Walker. Oh man. He does he have a rocket up his rear end? <laughs> he got some Coke and Mentos in his Golly. butt. Golly. That guy yeah. He can fly. So he, yeah, I think he gets faster as he gets older. Yeah. Like, he's an absolute just behemoth, man. He is just unstoppable on that right side for him. And he looks like when he runs, he looks like um, Deion Sanders, like, high-stepping all the way in, yeah. you know. Yeah. He just like, runs got, real. Caught an interception. <laughs> pushing those knees to his chest real hard. Yeah. So. He, he's, like, blown his hair away, too, I think. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, let's see. I watched the, let's see, France. Who else? Who did they play? Uh, Portugal? Yeah, France, yeah. Portugal. Oh, yeah. Ronaldo was almost invisible out on the field. Didn't get a lot of service. But Zhao Felix, wow. Come to the Premier League, signed for a team in blue, yeah. <laughs> and West London will be good. Yeah, Zhao Felix. He's a future. He is a future. He's incredibly impressive. I mean, that team in general, minus, you know, the old old guard of Pepe, yeah, Ronaldo, and – that's really about it when yeah. you think about it. Mm. But yeah, that was a very interesting nil-nil match. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just don't understand the Nations League, but to each your own. I gotta make money. Money, 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 money. So I saw a little bit of Brazil. Uh, they play Bolivia, I believe. Crushed them. I did like to see. My starting uh, forward for fantasy, oh. Firmino, he was playing a little more as a real striker. Scored two, didn't he? Yeah. Coutinho kind of playing behind him. And, yeah, he's been a little flat this year for Liverpool so far. i like to see him get some more goal action, if you know what I mean. Get his teeth on the ball. Yeah, just bite down on it. <laughs> get those chompers on it. Oh, those pearly chompers. Pearly whites. Um, any other games mm. that you? I, no, I had a had a wedding to go to. That's true. Yeah. Um, got to see a little bit of Germany play. I was hoping to see some of the Chelsea boys get on the pitch. Ferner got a few minutes, but uh, just unrecognizable that German team. I was gonna say from what I saw, I'm like, I don't even. I hadn't heard these names in forever. Like, 
or yeah. ever actually. <laughs> yeah, some of them were new and it just they didn't seem to produce anything. I mean, I've never been a fan of Tony Cruz. I just and in this game, as soon as he got the ball, they were pressuring him, which he lost the ball a lot in a bad area too. Right. So, yeah, it was a very very interesting game. I think it ended up what 2 nothing to Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Shoot, I don't even remember who they were playing. I missed the first half of that too. Dang. Yeah, could have been too memorable. Obviously, you know how much we enjoy the international yeah. <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's uh yeah, you basically were just a junkie for a good soccer game. So we, if you ain't got the real deal, you just deal with the uh, imitation. Yeah. Although I do love big tournaments, love the World Cup, all that. But, yeah, unless it really, really matters. The Euros are a lot of fun, Yeah, too. that's going to be good. Yeah. Next summer. Yep. Yep. Anything else, Joe, before we get into the meat? No, sir. I think that's about it. Okay, so – I spoke to Joe this morning, um, sent him a message talking about, you know, we were going to discuss more of the international games. Obviously, we didn't have too much to say. We got, we got something good planned one day in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I changed it up on him through a little curveball. The reason I did it, there was something that happened in the english premier league or could happen in the english premier league that was announced over the weekend and i think it's a really big deal that we need to talk about mm-hmm. um there's been a lot of a lot of things going on behind the scenes um trying to make you know super leagues and all this other jazz but um basically what i'm talking about is project big picture Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't heard anything about it, I've got all the facts right here, and I'll go over them. Basically, the reason it came about was because the coronavirus happened, and a lot of the lower-level lower, lower level leagues were running out of money because of no fans. Right. You know, they're—I mean, fans are donating money to their teams to help support them, but— just isn't isn't enough so the government the english premier league and the efl which is the basically championship league one and league two all kind of got together and had discussions about basically a bailout package mm-hmm. some money going to the lower levels to help support them now the english premier league teams have been all for it say so yeah we understand this is kind of like a pyramid that everything funnels up to us. So, yeah, we'd be happy to go over that. But the problem was, from my reading, is there were a couple of teams that did some kind of shady stuff behind closed doors. And it did not go over well. Joe, do you know anything about this? I know a little. Uh, Like I said, I was preoccupied being the best DJ in the county. Saturday at a wedding. So you're in Greenville County. That's uh, hey, okay. not the best. <laughs> okay. But no, uh, it was mainly yeah, just preoccupied. So no, I need to yeah read up a little more 
I know I know you're the man with the with the facts. So yeah. So basically, what happened was it was reported by the Guardian, I believe, over in England, mm. um, or the UK, excuse me. Um, but basically, the owners of Manchester United and the owners of Liverpool got together with some other people. I think it was really this guy named Rick Perry, P-A-R-R-Y. So I'm probably not even pronouncing that right. So he used to be the English Premier League's executive, chief executive, original chief executive. So when the Premier League was founded in 92, 3? Yeah, 2, yeah, 3. He was the original chief executive. Now he is the chair of the EFL, which is, once again, you know, the championship, League One and League Two. So Manchester United owner, Liverpool's owner, and this guy kind of got together behind closed doors and basically came up with an idea that they proposed to the rest of – they haven't presented it yet. It was just – So the news kind of leaked out. Yes, yes, Uh, the news leaked. So what they're proposing is that they're going to change the English Premier League from 20 teams down to 18. So a lot of people know that the bottom three get relegated to the championship. So by reducing it by two teams – Basically, what would happen, the bottom two, so finishing 18th and 17th, automatic relegation. Automatic, okay. The 16th team would be put into a playoff with the third, fourth, and fifth finishing in the championship. Oh, I see. Okay. So they would have a chance to basically stay in the Premier League. Play in a playoff versus – Right. Okay, got you. Huh. So that's one of the changes. Wow. Um, let's see. The the Carabao Cup, basically the League Cup, yeah. the Community Shield would be gone. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. The Community Shield is a joke anyway. I think that's that's fine. The Carabao Cup, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I, actually, yeah, I would be okay with that. So... Right now, they have, if any changes happen in the English Premier League, they have, you know, one club, one, I'm sorry, one club, one vote. So basically, every club gets a vote. All 20 teams have a vote. Okay. And so, if something were to pass, 14 out of the 20 need to say yes. What they're proposing is changing that. Obviously, if you don't have 20 teams, it's got to change, right? All right. So they're saying that the top nine teams, which are not based on relevance in the table, but actually how long you've been in the Premier League. Really? So, not hierarchy, seniority rules. Okay. So that would basically be right now, the top nine teams would be Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man U, Man City, Southampton, Tottenham, and West Ham. Those nine teams would get to vote on everybody else's 
any issues that came off. They could change anything. Right. Okay. Okay. And for that to pass, any anything that would come up, six out of those nine teams would have to say yes. So seventy-five percent. Yeah. Sixty-six point six. Yeah. Six. Six. Yeah. To infinity. That one. That one. So two thirds. Two thirds. Okay, out of those nine. Right. Basically. Okay. Okay. I see. So. I've got some other things to say about that part, but I'll wait till later. Okay, also, they would have, um, the EFL would get 250 million pounds right up front to help save them, lower league, everything like that. They would get an injection, 250 million. The FA would get another 100 million, and that 100 million would go to um, I broke it down. Ten million would go to the WSL, which is the women's, the women's super league, okay. and the championship, which is league under that. Right. And then thirty-five million would go to the the national league and the grassroots game. Hmm. Okay, the grassroots. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Please so, explain it to our listeners because I didn't write anything about it. Great. <laughs> I just thought it was a, a catch-all term. Grassroots. <laughs> Joe, you're right. It yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then finally, the last $55 million would go to the governing body's operational losses. So they just get another $55 million injection to the FA. So basically, it sounds like a little bit of a sweetener on the package. We're yes. Gonna, we're going <laughs> to drop a lot of money that you all need in exchange for rewriting the rules a little bit. Yeah. Power shift is really what it mm. is. Another thing that I am going to talk about here in a minute, but 25% of the Premier League's annual revenue would go to the EFL clubs. Right now it's only at 8%. Ooh, really? So that's a huge chunk. Wow. Huge change. Yeah, so basically tripling the money they get from the Premier League. And basically what that would mean... It would raise the championship, which is the league underneath the uh, Premier League. It would raise their income by fifteen point five million, and I think that's per team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh huh. It would raise League One by three and a half million, and then League Two by two and a half million. So, I mean, that's that could be. A good amount of money when you talk about the types of players that you're trying to bring in. Right. Right. Yeah, big time. You know, I wonder, and you might have this already as a talking point, but I'm wondering because I know with Brexit coming up, a lot of the, you know, they're they're thinking some of the foreign players that uh, that river of players coming in could dry up a little bit, so they might start looking at the lower leagues increasingly to you know poach young players, and that could, that could be their recruitment strategy. So. I'll tell you one thing, you know, after doing the research on this, the government is highly involved in this as well. So they understand that this is a huge, huge revenue based for, or huge revenue for the UK. So the whole Brexit thing with foreign players, I think the only thing they're really going to do is try to limit the number of foreign players that can come in, which they already do. Right. They may limit it even more. But when you do that, 
you're taken away from the game. Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, it's just you, the English Premier League is the most watched because it can pull in the top players in the world. Yeah, and I, I think the English national team has benefited over time as they have kind of adjusted to the reality that, hey, that we're bringing in great players from South America, from France, Germany, et cetera. Yeah, you look at the English players now, They their national team is really stacked. Re- yeah. Really good attacking players. Yeah, and the reason they're so attacking is because they get to see all these foreign players in this yes. different style. Yeah. If England didn't do that, you'd have a bunch of Burnley guys yeah, out there exactly. playing. Exactly. <laughs> Just launching it up. I front. know. So, <clears throat> let's see. What else do we have? Yeah, so a lot of the club owners in the in the Premier League were upset because all of this happened kind of behind closed doors. Like a lot of people weren't talked to about or they did not discuss it with certain owners. So it's it's not – it's not going over very well in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. It, if you go further down, you get more acceptance because they're getting more money. Right. But basically what I broke down is the pros and cons of this, okay? Now, the pros for this going on is basically it's propping up the EFL. Championship, League One, League Two, $250 million. Great. Yeah. That's an injection. All yeah, right. That's a big pro. 100 million to the FA. You know, we talked about that. The 25% instead of 8% of the revenue going to the EFL. Um, away tickets to be capped at 20 pounds for supporters. Oh. Now that. I like that. I really do like. And I think certain clubs have done that. Which is which is good. Yes, I, I yeah. really think that that's smart. But um, another thing that I saw was, oh, I'm sorry. Along with the away tickets, um, they're also going to do further exploration of safe standing. I know that that's Ooh. really big in England as well. Yeah, especially for supporters because away supporters they're probably the most diehard, ruthless supporters. Yeah. If they're traveling somewhere just to, you know, yell at the referees. Yeah. Like this guy right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing if they could bring bring back safe standing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'd seen a few in the lower leagues. Uh, if we look on the wall, Wrexham, uh, Wrexham had a safe standing section when I was there. That was 2006. But yeah, Premier League, you know, had – Banned, safe, safe standing. Uh, you know, had to be all seater. But yeah, that would be game changer. I mean, you see Borussia Dortmund. You see a lot of. You know, I think Celtic uh, and Rangers have trialed some standing areas. I mean, that makes the atmosphere so much better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another pro: Premier League teams would be able to loan out fifteen players at once, Dang. including four to the same team. And if the manager changes while his time at the club, he can recall any of the loaned out players. Oh, wow. That's That's smart. That is smart. Yeah. So basically, the pros is the wealth is being distributed down. Downhill to keep up and prop up the lower leagues and keep them afloat. Now the cons. There's really only one con. (laughs) 
but it is a huge con. Con air? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only true con, Nicolas Cage. Oh, man. Con air. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, he was such a hillbilly in that day. (laughs) Put the bunny back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you think that he, uh, he actually grew his hair out for that? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think he was on Roy's. I think that's when he started losing his hair. You know, he, no, was, he was pretty jacked up. He was movie. jacked. Yeah. He probably I think, lost like all the weight he ever had. Yeah. Get all jacked up. But yeah. I think I think it, that's when he went bald. Gosh, that was this classic. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should do. They should just show Con Air before every game. Gosh. That'd get people fighting left. Yeah, and that, right. I know that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> So the only con, and like I said, big con, con air style. Yeah. So this gives the power to the mainstayers in the Premier League, the big six, basically. Right. So basically, they, they, they're consolidating themselves at the top. Yep. And kind of rewriting the rules. They could literally communicate with each other and say, you know, we, we're going to vote... They could. I mean, the worst part is, if this goes through, they could literally have a meeting right afterwards and say, "Hey, we're not going to give any money. We're going to change up everything that they just said." Right. You're giving them all of the power. Right. Which is not. I mean, yeah, that is not smart. No. No, it's never good to consolidate power like that. I mean, there there are reasons that it's one club, one vote. Yep. Yep. Hmm. So, also, that something I didn't mention, in this proposal, they, they're allowing eight games to be owned by the club. So, basically, they, they say that they can charge whatever they want for those eight games in a season. Pay-per-view. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, they, it, that's what they're going to charge. Right. Like, viewing privileges. They can bring it up on their own platform and say, hey, it costs you this much to watch this you game. You want to watch this game, yeah. I mean, that's – if they're in into making money, they would take the biggest games, top six, and yeah. just say, hey, all of these games cost you 50 bones apiece. Yep. What? Yeah. No. So mm, – Greedy, greedy, greedy. But the crazy thing is – they could also vote on changing that number as soon as it went through. Right. They could bump it up to 24 games by the end of like a season and just say, hey, you know, we're controlling our yeah. viewers. Once, once we got the the ability to change and do what we want, why stop there? Vladimir Putin style. Yeah. The worst part is they can also vote on ownership. So right now you've got Newcastle trying to figure out a new ownership. What is his name? Mike uh, Ashley. Mike Ashley, yeah. He's trying to sell his club. Well, the big six could say, hey, you know, we don't want anybody that's got a lot of money to come in. Yeah. Because you know why? We want to stay at the top. So no, you can't have a sheik come in and purchase you. Yeah, you can't be Man City 2.0. No. I mean, it's just, it's literally distributing oh, wow. the wealth to the top. Yeah. And just keeping it locked in. Yeah, locking that door, basically. I mean, they, they could literally 
and this was proposed by this Rick Perry guy, which this guy, not a big fan of after reading these articles. <laughs> He's not sounding too good. So he told him, hey, if you don't get these 14 votes that you want for this, just uh, just join. What, what it, sorry, I'm trying to find the best. They, they, would they break away? Is that what you're saying? He told them to break away and then make their own league under the EFL, the big six, basically. Wow. So if you do that, then you're just the, – the problem with that is if they were like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay, if you do that, the FA can basically sue the living yeah. dog poo out of you. <laughs> I was about to say, all these other teams, the FA, yep. you'd have to think it'd be a lawsuit. Just So if any team ever wants to disband or remove themselves from the greatest league in the world – Sorry, I'm trying really hard not to curse about this. This is if, bothering me. If Rick me. Perry was right here in this oh, room. Oh, man, I'd let him have it. <laughs> so if they want to leave, leave the English Premier League, they have to ride in the season before, and it has to be to them by December 31st. So, you know, huh. you know the season starts August, so you have to, if you want to be out in August, you have to write the letter the year before December 31st when you're still in the league. Right. What? Hmm. I mean, nobody's ever going to do that. No. Gosh, I hope that I'm not jinxing anything. Please, but knock on wood. Gosh. Woo! But, yeah, it just it, – this is – this kind of absurdity happened over the weekend, and I, I we had to talk about it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't know it was quite this crazy. It is It is very crazy. So, Joe, I got some questions for you about this. Okay. All right? We want to keep this one short, and we're doing all right. But usually, man, we yeah. cannot keep a good time. <laughs> anyway, so if you were an owner of a big six club, yeah, would you vote for this, and why? No, I would not, although I like some aspects of it. But I think you are bringing down. You have a. You have the golden goose right now. You're part of the Premier League. It's pure greed for you to upset that apple cart and try to get more. I understand that. The, I mean, history has proven. You know, the human instinct is yeah. With leaders and people in power, yeah, you get power. There's a tendency to want more. Yep. But you would be killing the golden goose. And not to mention lawsuits, not to mention the ripple effects to lower, you know, the, some of the lesser teams, the Burnleys, the Sheffield Uniteds in the Premier League who've shown they can stay up. You would be, yeah, you'd be ruining a really good thing just for more control. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't. I mean, you have to think if there is any, I know the Glazers and some of these other people are pretty much immune from public opinion, but you've got to think you just bring in a, a public relations firestorm on yourself to do this. Okay. So, yeah, but I do like some aspects, but not the uh, the, the top six control part of it. Okay. If you're in the lower half of the Premier League as an owner, like a Steve Parrish, owner of Crystal Palace. Right. Chelsea Palace. Yeah. <laughs> what about then? Mm, no. It's an absolute no I mean, that's if you're a, in the, yeah. Th- this would be, yeah. Like this you, makes your 
chance of relegation that much higher. Yes, because it, it is pretty much every year it's a razor's edge who gets relegated. So yeah, I mean, dropping it by two teams that that alone is a, is a huge problem. Okay, what if you were a owner of a championship or League One or League Two? Yeah, I think I probably would be. Why? Just for the money. I mean, now if this was pre-COVID, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't be for it. But I know some of these guys are really hurting. Like it, it's you know, it could mean their extinction for some of these clubs because you know they they like you said they depend on their match day revenue, and when that's that's gone now and it might not be back for a little while, yeah, you you have to be like yeah, just give me that money. You you basically be ensuring your survival. I mean, it would be a watered-down existence, yeah, but at least you wouldn't be facing extinction. Hmm. What about you? Do you want me to go through all three? Yeah, hit me. So, no, no, no. (laughs) Triple no. (laughs) I am all for survival of the fittest. And in this circumstance, you know, times are tough. I understand. But as a big six owner, no, I wouldn't want this. I'd want competitiveness keep it competitive if i was in the lower half absolutely not like you were saying pushing me closer to relegation no yes not gonna want that championship league one league two i understand what you're saying i couldn't do it i couldn't accept the money Mm. i would just figure out new ways to lower my wage bill anything just i i think it this is ruining the game that we love. This kind of, I don't even know the right terminology for it, but what they're trying to do is just. I mean, I understand, you know, business is a part of the game and the league. In 2020, I mean, yeah, I mean, sponsorships, you name it. I understand business is a huge component of the game, but yeah, when it just becomes business trumping everything, yeah, I can't get down with that. And that's that's what I think we're seeing here. It's it's not soccer people making these decisions or trying to plan this out. It's business people. Yeah. Thinking how can we milk this more? How can we get more out of it? Yep. So with that being said, if this passes, if it goes through, actually goes through, would we ever have another Leicester City? Mm, probably not. Then what's the point of it? Yeah. You know, what's the point of the game if you can't have somebody that was a 5,000 to 1 odd, a Cinderella story, nobody in their right mind would have thought that Lester could do what they did. Right. It was, it's a fairy tale. for me, I think one of the greatest stories. I can't believe there haven't been like 15 movies yeah. out about Jamie Vardy <laughs> yet. I mean, it is unbelievable what happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were the season before. They were bottom of the league in, I think, March. They worked their way up and made it to, like, you know, 17th. Right. You know? Yeah. So they basically finished on the bottom next season against all odds, against money, power, everything. They won the league, and it was awesome. It was. Yeah, I would love to see it happen more. Right? Quick question. There's a Lester movie coming out. Who do you pick to play Jamie Vardy? Ooh, good 
good question. I'm going Jason Statham. Wow, that is that is a mind bender. <laughs> and you can't choose Nicolas Cage either. <laughs> oh man. Come back to me on that. I gotta write that down. Okay. Hmm. That may even be something I go after next week. I gotta I gotta think of an actor that Let's like write the script. Crazy Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Shia. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. You know, he's crazy. (laughs) Like, he'll just drink a whole crap load of coffee before he gets on set. Yeah. Shia. He'd learn how to play soccer. Yeah, he would. He'd probably live with Jamie Vardy for a little while. That would be a fun party. The the documentary of that. (laughs) The making of. Man, it writes itself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, Joe. I got a few more questions for you. So, with this being proposed, are we at a moment in time where the game that we love is turning into a mold of FIFA, the soccer game? What do you mean by that? So, in FIFA, you can basically go into career career, career mode. (laughs) Career mode. Sorry about that. All right. And... Basically produce your own league, your own team. Right. You can pull people from who knows where mm-hmm. and just build like a super fantasy league. Yeah. Are we in that moment? Yeah, I think honestly, yeah. I mean, in terms of, like I said, turning the game into a business, into a commodity, the players, the clubs. Yeah, it's been a long road. It's been a slow I mean, kind of slow, kind of fast road towards that path. But, yeah, I think, yeah, at a certain point you got to say no more. But, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you think 100 years ago, I mean, these clubs were just for their local people. There were no games televised or right. international fan bases or tours or any of that stuff. They have TVs in the 20s? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to call you out on well, the, the reason I'm asking that is because lately, you know, there's been a lot of different things that have popped up, like the UEFA Na- Nations League. It's like a little tournament in, just inside of UEFA. Yeah, where it was friendlies before it's... They, Let's they, turn it into another money-making tournament. Yes. And then right now, when you've got the coronavirus happening, and it's pushed the schedule of most, especially England into where these guys are playing like two or three times a week. Yes, week after week after week. The international break, you got them playing even more games. Right. I mean, KDB, the Ginger King, <laughs> he went on some – I saw an article where he was saying, you know, like, I don't know when I'm going to have another break. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Through, you look at the schedule. It is game after game, midweek, Champions League, then another game. I mean, And then at Christmas, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Christmas, we go into May when the season ends, or even late May. What do they do? They roll into the European Championship. Yep, it's not going to stop for these guys, yeah. And to me, that's that That might be the aspect I like the most, is that the, you know cutting out the League Cup and even getting fewer teams, which I don't like. I like the spirit of fewer games, less congestion. But the problem with doing that is that they would just fill that space with more – 
UEFA Super League. Yes. Which yeah. is basically like the It's the same thing. It's the Champions League on steroids. Yes. You know, they're talking about the top teams with the highest yeah. no qualification, you coefficient, just, you know. Yeah. You just you're in this league. Which it kills it you know, that's the great thing about Champions League because well, especially back in the day, you weren't playing the same teams every year. Nowadays, you get a little bit more of that, but it was just so unique and special. Like, you just couldn't wait all week, all month, until your team was playing Real Madrid or somebody. Well, I mean, just look like last year. Cinderella story. Atalanta. Yeah. I mean, they were 90 seconds away from beating PSG, who made it to the final. Yeah. And then two goals. Boom, boom. They were a strong, strong team, and I would have loved to see them play against even some of the bigger boys. Oh, yeah, incredible you know? team. Yeah. So it's just I don't want that to get lost. I mean, the, the competition, you see these teams out of nowhere. I mean, even Leon, you know, they finished, what, ninth, sixth or ninth? Yeah, way the, out of, yeah. In the league, league, league on, yeah, and they did really well. I mean, it's just that's what I like. Yeah, at some point they're just going to, have to come to the conclusion that you're going to kill, you know, these like these players. They can't play three times a week. They're going to kill the game, kill the spectacle of it, kill the quality of it. I know they want more money. Okay, that's understandable, but you have to come to a point where enough is enough. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not robots. Yeah. They're not avatars. They actually <laughs> can get hurt. Yeah. And when you're talking about huge – if you turn them into commodities, you got to remember that they're actually human beings and they have flesh and muscles that need to heal. Yeah. So it's just – oh, it's really frustrating to see all this stuff going on. Um, I want to get back to something. You know, the Glazer family – excuse me, the uh, Fenway Sports Group. Mm-hmm. Which is basically the owners Liverpool. of Liverpool, right? Now proposing this. Now, don't get me wrong. I hated to see this, but even Bruce Buck, who is the Chelsea chairman, he's not the owner, just chairman. He kind of speaks for he's, Roman Abramovich. Yeah, he's kind of English foot soldier. Yeah, <laughs> English guy. I yeah. mean, this has been going on. These conversations have been for years. Um, so it's really unfortunate to see this, but what the Glazer family, Fenway Sports Group, this guy Rick Perry, are proposing seems like something good up front in the coronavirus. But what it really is doing, what it would eventually do, is take away from the fan. Yeah, they are they're with the financial fair play. This is now straight up business. Yep. It's nothing about a game anymore. It's literally business. They're looking at the bottom line. I can't stand that. I mean, to propose this in the coronavirus during all of this, you know, on the face of it, looks like something fantastic for all the teams that are involved. But what it's doing is just taking away from the game, from the fans. I mean, charging is it is utterly ridiculous that if you and I were living in England, we would have a harder time to watch the game than yeah, you and I now. living here in, in the North U.S. North Carolina, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that, they do. Yeah, they're they're ripping them off absurd. already. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. It has to stop. I know. I know. I know the Glazers listen to the podcast. Fenway Sports Group, yes. Occasional, yeah, occasional listeners, I mean. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't be stupid. You're, you're, uh, you're missing the whole point of the game. It's a beautiful game, not a beautiful business. Yeah. It's a BG, not a BB. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> BG. Yeah, just BG, man. With a southern twang. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that... Joe, that was all of my notes. I threw a lot of stuff at you. I mean, yeah. Do you think it's going to get shot down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't see – I mean, they got to have 14 teams to even pass it. And even if it does pass, which is great – or, I'm sorry. Even if it does pass, the great thing is the FA can still veto it. Veto it, okay. So it's not lost if it passes. So it's, I mean, okay. And the FBA is definitely not for. They're it. not fans of it. No, well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, dang. No, I mean, to me that, and that's the problem with the Super League. You know the, um, you know the European Super League. They've discussed like. To me, that is England's – the English League, the Premier League, their trump card is the local rivalries, the traveling fans, the away fans. There's a few leagues in Europe, but, I mean, La Liga, Spain, they don't travel like they do in England. Like the away day, you know, match-going experience in England, those rivalries, those derbies that we love so much. I mean, so stuff like this would just cut that off at the knees. Yeah. And, when, I mean, we're we're missing out on it right now with just the fans not being there. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, trust me, I, I'm happy to watch the games from over here, but we really want those fans, and I'm sure the local people want to be at the game too. Yeah, I mean, to see – to be able to see the white – was it the white rose derby between Sheffield and Leeds United? And Leeds, yeah. Gosh, that would have been – Oh yeah, crazy! And when Leeds go to Man United and Chelsea, I mean, those are huge rivalries that have been put on pause for years. Yeah, for a long time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Decisions like that would just kind of—they don't take into account what gives these games meaning. They just look at the bottom line and the money they can make from yep. other other fans. But really, it's the people, it's the local local people that uh, give it all meaning. Yeah, I mean they're. They're basically trying to turn it into international sport. Right. You know, in, instead of worrying about the people that actually got you started, your true fans that go into the stands, they were like, oh, we can just, you know, charge people a certain amount of money overseas and get just as much. Right. Completely shafting the, the guy who went with his grandfather, and now he's taking his own son to the game, been going the culture. For, for decades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just in ca- just just for uh, some extra money. Yeah. BG. BG. Not all BB. the way. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's all I've got, Joe. Do you have anything else? I think this was a good tailgate discussion. Yeah, it was a lengthy tailgate. Yeah. It was good, man. Uh, good to hear all those facts. I did not know a lot of that stuff. Spent a lot of time today going over it. There's a great article on the Athletic. 
Athletic, if you listen to it, we love you. <laughs> but a wonderful article about that that gives you pros and cons, gives you an idea of everything. It's a pretty lengthy article, but there is a lot going on in it. So check it out if you can. All right. Quick quick final question. Yep. What what games are you excited for this coming weekend? Anything? Anything you know jumping out at you? Let me look real quick because it's been a minute. I'm sure there's some wonderful games going on. I just there's left, some there's some heavy hitters. Left I leave my uh, I don't know what I do. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. All right, Merseyside Derby. Oh that's yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's that's what you want to wake up to. Yes, Saturday morning. That is a bloody merry morning. <laughs> So that one's ooh, Man City Arsenal. That ought to be interesting. That's a, yeah, Chelsea Southampton. Yeah, I think uh, Pulisic and Zayic will be healthy. Ooh, Zayic. I'm hoping that's going to be wonderful. Ooh, Tottenham West Ham. I think that you know that's a London derby. I always say West Ham if they could play London teams all the time they'd be in the top half that's low key one of the games of the weekend it really is that and Leicester Aston Villa yeah Yeah. we'll see who's really got the cojones in that one who leads leads Wolves on Monday similar yeah teams that have both shown a little bit or a lot but are they pretenders or are they really going for it I think we'll see after this weekend it's going to be fun it's going to be a good time I'm excited. We finally got some good footy coming back on. So, yep. You know what, boys? We appreciate it. Came for the footy, stayed for the accents. Thank you. Absolutely. Until next time, studs up.